today on Divorce Court. I'm here today because I don't want a second failed marriage. Toby and I definitely come from two different worlds. It wasn't easy growing up Mormon and gay. She grew up with her parents being more liberal. I consider myself asexual, which means there's a lack of need of intimacy. Amber's asexual and it sucks. Her need is very clingy. <laughs> I would like the judge to tell her how important it is for showing somebody that you love them in their way. <laughs> Toby, I need you to be patient with me on this journey and I just need you to love me. <laughs> Divorce court is now in session. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here today with Amber Cummings and Toby Tobias. The two of you have been together for three years. You are contemplating marriage, but you're not quite sure it's the thing to do. So you've come here for my advice. You filled out my compatibility test. You gave me a license with permission to tear it up. Should I find your union ill-advised? Ms. Cummings, I'm gonna start with you. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your relationship and why you love her, but you're not quite sure this thing should happen. So a little background of how, uh, Toby and I met. We actually met in Utah during a uh, gay pride. Mm -hmm. um, I was a drag performer the night of gay pride and she came into the bar that I was working at. Mm -hmm. um, I don't actually remember this night because I was a little drunk, uh -huh. um, but she filled me in the next day when we <laughs> re-met. <laughs> <laughs> when we re-met at the actual gay pride celebration. Um, Unfortunately, when we met, I was in an in-home separation mm -hmm. um, with my two kids. We just kind of were friends. Mm -hmm. And it, we became best friends. We would spend all our time together. She would come over and she actually kind of saw the ending of my relationship. And during the ending of my relationship, unfortunately, a lot of the fights were happening in front of the kids. Oof. And she would save my kids from the mess that I was That was, was happening at the, at, at the house. Yeah. Uh, we found an agreement that allowed my ex to move out and for her to take over the lease with me. And I had to send my kids off so that we could work to make an actual home and try and get something that could be afforded for right. us. And um, through that, she was with me. I was working nine to three. 9 a.m. to 3 a.m. By August, I had to tell her that it was too much. I didn't have my kids with me. There, it didn't look like I was gonna get stable, even with mm -hmm. her help. And my parents actually, uh, my family members uh, invited me to stay with them to get back on my feet. And I had to let her know that. Her response was simply, when do we leave? Wow. Yeah. That, that I mean. <laughs> when nothing else was going on. <laughs> she showed up and, did the, and didn't consider herself, wasn't concerned about herself. She was concerned about you. You looking good over there. <laughs> you looking very, very good. Thank you. I assume that is the way you remember it as well, yes, for the most part. So, very so. What made you so comfortable, willing, and, and able to give up your life that, where you were living so you could move with her. What, what about her, the situation, made you comfortable in doing that? Uh, from the moment I met her, she was just this drop gorgeous woman. I, I, uh, she was beautiful. Um, just, it was a different connection with her uh -huh. than anybody else I've ever been with. And you know, it was more sincere, it was more like promising that there's a future.
uh, and even at the early ages of our dating. Um, and I mean, she's just like I'm dating my best friend. <laughs> you know, I, I which love is wonderful. Death. Which is wonderful. <laughs> she is. I understand you had a rather rough upbringing as well with respect uh. to relationships. Can you tell me a little bit about? what kind of pain you're bringing into this relationship? Um, I experienced uh, a lot of sexual stuff at an early age. And um, so my, I was mainly with guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and so my trust with men and with people in general is, is I don't trust people very much. Right. So it's not, it's not there. And that's been a barrier with us mm -hmm. is me fully trusting her. In what way has that manifested itself? What, what trouble has that caused between um, the two of you? <laughs> uh, so, Are you jealous? Is it like no, that? Or? It's not so much jealousy. It's just... Um, she doesn't trust anything I say. Yeah, I have Explain to say that to me. <laughs> um, for example, she has dietary um, restrictions mm -hmm. and trying to get her to realize that, hey, that you can't eat this. You, you just can't have it. Mm -hmm. And she would push it. Well, I could have a little bit, or well, I can. I'm like, I'm not your enemy. I'm trying to help you. I know what happens to you. I suffer through it too. Mm -hmm. I need you to be an adult and and not eat, and not eat it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just little things like that. Um, little things like I I can't surprise her. You, so you got to have all the information. You got yeah, to know in advance, upfront, all the possibility, <laughs> all the maybes. If yeah. it's not a word you like, you, yeah. you, you got to. I got to be able to prepare for it. <laughs> Do you have any concerns with respect to her having been in a heterosexual relationship, and in fact, and if she is in fact really attracted to women, or um. is she? Has she simply been rescued? Does, does that ever cross your mind? <laughs> yeah, Not simply, it, it, you know what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, I, I've dated bisexuals before, and um, I've had a bi ex uh, that uh, left me for a guy. Um, my fear was uh, she was obviously uh, in her relationship, and uh, I was afraid that me coming in, she'd go right back to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in the beginning, until I got to know her and then felt that trust that I got from her. Um, now it's, you know, I, I wonder, you know, does she find me attractive or does this guy look, you know, right. better than I do? You know, just typical, right. you know, am typical I good stuff. enough? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, typical stuff. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I understand where we are right there. I want to talk about communication because you say that you two have a very tough time communicating, that you have to repeat yourself or she's not really paying attention and hearing you. And I want to understand what exactly is going on in, in that regard. So I was fighting with her and trying to get me out of the way. And I mean, okay. in my defense, I just kicked. Why you call her Captain save a <laughs> So Ms. Cummings, tell me what problems you have in the communication department. Let's just say I can hold a longer conversation with my children than with Toby. Short attention span? <sighs> if a squirrel would have run past, she would go follow it. Like, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Uh -huh. I've literally had, like, we will be talking about real legitimate problems or trying to find solutions to these problems, and 10 minutes later, we'll go back around to these same problems 
and it's like having the same conversation over again. And I like you never had it. Like before. we never had it. I'm like, did you pay attention to anything that I just said? Um, there were times when we would have like conversations, and she would literally walk away in the middle of the conversation. In the middle of the conversation. Now, Mr. Bias, open your mind wide like a prairie. Lean back and look in on it. Is any of that ringing a bell with you? Uh, yes. I mean, I've, uh, in a previous relationship, I was told that you know, I just kind of exit myself out sometimes um, while talking, mm -hmm. or I'll just excuse myself, or like mentally. Right. Um, but uh, I mean, I understand I do have those issues. I just don't know how to correct them or don't know what so to is do. That <laughs> You're like that with everybody. Like, so you could be talking mom, to you, then you're, then you're <laughs> gone. Yep, I do it to my Are parents. Are you thinking about other things? Yeah, my mind's always moving. Racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you worry of... a lot? Yes, I do. I do worry a lot. Yeah. yeah I've always I know been what's a worry yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what's going on. She's got, she's got multiple trains of thought <laughs> going at all times. And one thing you say might trip that one and start it to rolling. And when that went rolling, it'll trip this one and this will start rolling. So she can't pay attention to this one anymore because she's over here worrying about that. Been there, done that, know the drill. Mm -hmm. uh, you can work on that. And, yes. and we'll talk about how you can work on that because done it. <laughs> but you say that when she drinks, she calls you Captain Savaho. <laughs> Explain to me well, under what circumstances that occurs. So, so she always feels like I need to save people. Uh -huh. Like uh, I, I, when someone's in need or when an animal's in need, I have to save them. Um, uh, it, it, I mean, this a uh, like few weeks, we, few weekends ago, um, we had gotten in an argument. I was trying to get her out of the car. Cause she just wanted to, she was drunk. Drunk than her, I've ever seen her, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just wanted to sleep. And uh, I wasn't about to leave her in the car with the car door open. Sure. So I was fighting with her and trying to get me out of the way. And I mean. Okay, it, in my defense, I just kicked. You I kicked hard, necessarily. Well, well, let me ask you, why <laughs> you call her Captain save our whole relationship is predicated on her saving me and my kids. Yeah, it's what she does. It's, it's, it's every argument and fight we get into. She has to like fix it and save it. Like it has to be done right then. Um, yeah. Like I can't take time to breathe or to do things myself. I'm like I'm 30 well, years old. I've way. I've been drunk before. I know how to do. Yeah, this. we know that. Yeah. And, that's what, and, and I was I was just I was just getting ready to come to that because I don't got. Two liquor stories already. Are you, do, you, do you live a liquid life? Do you, do you fall in the bottle in an effort to soothe yourself? No, no, not at all. Um, if I drink, I'll have wine. And mm -hmm. it's usually socially with um, some family That's, members. But you can't handle a few, though. <laughs> you get to forgetting and kicking. Yes. So, so you have to keep your quantity low. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I got that, Ms. Cummings. <laughs> you actually said that you believe that Ms. Tobias picked her dog over you and the kids, and I wanna know why you believe that. You don't like it that your whole relationship is predicated on the fact that she saved you, and then when she took care of her own business, you say you abandoned me. Yeah, that, that she, she can, it's so, confusing. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Would you relocate to a different state for love? Tell us what you think at facebook.com slash divorce court. 
Divorce Court will be right back. So why do you believe Ms. Tobias picked her dog over you and your children? That's exactly what she did. Um, unfortunately, about a year ago, she got a call that her dog had contracted cancer. Mm. And it was a very difficult time for her. Um, she went through a lot of emotions. There's actually a lot of communication breakdown during yeah. this time that resulted in her punching a tree when all she really wanted was a hug. Um, <laughs> didn't know how to communicate. Didn't know how well, to just say, I need a hug. And it, yeah. was, it was an argument that had happened, you know, just like any other day. But um, get to the picking part. How, how, how did that come, about, come to pass? So what ended up happening was her parents offered her a ticket um, to go help and stay with him. He needed, you know, care. And go to doctors and everything. Right? Yeah, there, doctor appointments there are and people who couldn't do time. it. Mm -hmm. And she, she took, I mean, she took it, but she was just like, all right, I gotta go. And <clears throat> right at this point, like, she had finally started getting established and she had had a job that she'd just gotten. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll just have them transfer her out to the to where her parents were mm -hmm. and she was all set and ready and just okay I have to go take care of him and I was like but what about us mm -hmm. like how do you and then like I I let her go because I knew she needed it and I let her go you know without really telling her like you, you literally just abandoned us uh, Mr. Tobias, how long did you leave for? Um, I left uh, in, towards the end of November till mm, beginning of March or mid-March. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't very long, but I mean, I gave her, it was about a month before I actually left. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I have just gotten a job and they were willing to transfer me. So I had that mm -hmm. stable job to still help support them. Um, but yeah, I needed to take care of my responsibility. You know, Ms. Cummings, he, you said something interesting earlier. You said you don't like it that your whole relationship is predicated on the fact that she saved you. And then when she took care of her own business, you say you abandoned me. Yeah, that, that she, she can, it's so, confusing. I mean, you can't hold it. You, you see what I'm saying? You feel like all of that is placed on you save me, you save me, when in fact you continue to require her to do so. No, I don't yeah. want her to save me. I want her to stay and be a partner. We yeah. have a f kids. We have a life. And to just simply pick up and go because of a dog. Uh -huh. like, but that was family to her. Yeah. That was family I've to had her. She was two months and old. That's, and... and that's why I didn't say anything because that was her family. Doesn't negate the fact that I did feel like she just, because she's done it before. She's picked up and she's just gone. So she has a habit of this. Now no, that makes it any, different. Anytime her parents offer her a way out there, she takes it and she goes. How often is it that she goes to see her family? The last time it was like uh, I saw, I went like last month and then before then it was like three or four months. I don't so go back, I go, I How have long a do you stay when you go back? A weekend or a few days, like I, I don't stay very so long. So you've got a I, problem, I a once a quarter, she goes back for a few days, you feel that that's, that's inappropriate. Well, my, my doctors are out there, my dentist is out there. 
I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> like you have insurance here. I, I do, but I have a dentist I like out there. Like it, it's and they insurance like. I get, I see what's going on here. I do, I do, and I'm gonna tell you what I see. How would you react if you discovered your partner was bisexual? Share your opinion on Twitter and Instagram at Divorce Court. Divorce Court will be right back. I think you're a nice couple, and you're both a little bit right, and you're both a little bit wrong. You need to understand who you're dealing with over there. She got a, she got a glitch. <laughs> I know that glitch. I got the same glitch. I know what it is. Like I, I, know, I know how it triggers. I know how long it stays. And she's concerned, and she's worried, and she gets off track, and da 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 You have to care for her as much as you require her to care for you. And you need to nurse her through that glitch. That's number one. Number two, I know what she's saying about she wants you to establish a life with her. If your doctor and your dentist <laughs> and everything is back somewhere else, she feels like you're not, that you're straddling two cities. Yeah. So that makes her insecure. And so you've got to say, hey, I'm going to establish a life here. You know, you can get a different doctor. You can find a dentist you like. It ain't that deep. It'll mean a lot to her. But your mind is still partly over there. Well, I mean, my family and I are very close. Like, I, 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 get, I got family. We've been close and all that kind of stuff. But she doesn't feel primary. Yeah. Until she feels primary, she's not going to be comfortable with you. Y'all ain't ready to get well, married. Well, I mean, say I feel primary, too. Like, yeah, no, no, she, no. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Y'all ain't anywhere close to ready to get, get married. Uh, you're operating from a base of fear, and so are you. Mm -hmm. And two fearful people in a relationship will never work out. Both of you have to be comfortable in your own skin, on your own, unattached to anybody, and just be cool. Mm -hmm. And until you're there, you might want to go to marriage counseling before you get yeah. married so you understand how to be married with a person with this week and that glitch. Everybody got a week, everybody got a glitch. Yeah. You got to work with the ones that you got. You with me? Yes. yes so I'm not going to tear up your, your, your marriage certificate. I'm just going to slide <laughs> it off the table <laughs> and take it with me when I go. And then I will wish you both the best of luck. <laughs> this matters. Thank you. I do uh, still plan on marrying Amber. Um, I, she's the love of my life. I wouldn't want anybody else but her. I have two beautiful children. I'm hoping for a good future, and I know it's going to be possible. After I work on myself, I believe that Toby and I will do much better together. Um, I really do love Toby. Uh, I know she's a little bummed out. Um, I am too, but I think if we really want to make this work, we will listen to what the judge said.